2: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New
1: York Mets have acquired Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins.
2: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. kind of back on the fan 877-337-6666 is the number to call talking a lot of jets this morning and what they're going to do we know what they're going to do with the quarterback situation bringing in aaron Rodgers whenever that may be but trading away eli moore bringing in another pick you would assume to try to load up with maybe a better package for the packers just to get this thing over with here who knows but as you heard marco talk about they bring in hardman to replace eli moore and then there was a report from SMY.TV from Connor Hughes talking about how the Jets have real interest in Odell Beckham Jr. So stay tuned for that. Mario on Long Island wants to talk about his Jets. What's up, Mario? How you doing, Sal? Good, great Mario. Story. How are
0: you? That's a great story you said about you and Gio. I was laughing like crazy.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that one. Hopefully Gio will enjoy it too. He finds out that I told it on the air.
0: Unbelievable. You know, the problem with um, the trade for Rogers is that if they do it uh, before June 1st, they have a $40 million cap hit to the Green Bay. If it's after June 1st, it's like $15 million. It's going to cost them $25 million more if they trade before June 1st. So they're not going to do it. Now what happens if June first comes well, but and maybe, they don't do it?
2: But maybe they can restructure the contract to where I mean I don't know. Can they do that? Can they restructure it to where it's not that big? I thought I could. I thought I read something somewhere where maybe they could do that and it wouldn't be that big of a hit. Or they have to figure something out because they cannot wait to June first here.
0: Well, but, but that's that's the key. It's going to cost Green Bay that money, so they're are in no rush to do it. And like you said, if they wait till June first and that it doesn't happen, now we have no quarterback.
2: It's got to be done before the draft. I mean, they're not going to be doing this trade without uh, or or prior uh, with with waiting to the draft to be over. Like, it's got to be done before then, at the very least. So they'll figure out for both sides. I mean, both sides need to know by the draft what we're doing here. What picks are going, what picks are coming. You know, Rodgers has got to be in place. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of what the compensation is. And you would think the Packers want those draft picks before the draft, regardless of what kind of financial hit that they're going to take.
0: You but know? a $40 million cap hit will really, really hurt them. I, I don't know. I, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing they don't no, want to do it before June 1st.
2: No, you're, I mean, I get that, but they got to do it before the draft, no? No, because they'll, they'll get their picks the year after and the year after that. I don't
0: know how much it really means, right?
2: Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I would assume that they want picks now. But, look, I honestly don't know the answer, Mario, to when this thing is going to happen. I am aware of the penalty that they're going to have to pay, uh, you know, if, in fact, it's before that June deadline there where they have to pay more of a penalty. But I don't think either team went into this thinking that it was going to drag out that long. Um, So I'm not sure if they could figure out contract restructuring to where maybe that doesn't become the case, uh, but either way, I, I'd be surprised if it went that long.
0: Well, Sal, and the other problem is what if they want a number one pick? I, I don't want to give up my number one pick for Rodgers for a two-year rental.
2: Well, I mean, you, you might have to give a, up a number one. You're talking about this year's number one or you're talking about a future? This year. This year's is number 13. Well, but, right, but now you're coming into the idea of the draft, right? So I think the deal will get done before the draft, personally. I, mean, I hope I, you're right. Yeah. But I also don't believe they're going to give up that 13th overall. And thank you for the call, Mario. Appreciate you checking in. I don't think they're giving up that 13th overall. Maybe a future number one, because remember, the future number one is going to be a... Um, worse pick than the thirteenth. I mean, thirteenth. They're they're picking much higher than they would with Aaron Rodgers. There's a quarterback. You, you hope you assume they're going to be much better, which means they'd be picking later in the first round. So you give up a pick, a first round pick in the future. That would make more sense to me. The whole thing is just. I'm actually not even frustrated at this point. Once Rodgers came out and said what he said, it was like, okay, exhale. It's going to happen. Just a matter of when. It's going to happen, and we know that Rodgers is not the problem because that was where the angst came from, waiting on Aaron Rodgers to make a decision, or so we thought. The reality was he had already made his decision and was being painted as the bad guy, when the truth is it's the Packers holding up the Jets. Who's going to break first? Chris is calling from Carmel, New York. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Sal. How are you, man?
3: Good, Chris. How are you? I'm laughing a little bit here, just the calls. And, uh, so I want to talk uh, a little bit of Jets, maybe a little more Giants. But uh, Shalom, uh, Shalom's call prompt to me. Just to ask you first what you talked about. I'd like to get your thoughts on that guy with yeah. the
2: thing. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm so stupid that I got that I suckered into it and <laughs> fell for it. Like, I knew where we were going, but it was just, I mean, come on. I, 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 I Like, I got time for this stuff, although I do have five hours, so.
3: I got, a, I got a visual next when the guy was talking to you about you talking about going to the club with Gio. I, all of a sudden, I don't know why it goes through my brain. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of the night at the Roxbury with <laughs> Gio, like driving down the Tempstead turnpike at 11, going to the club, lathered up in your car.
2: <laughs> not, not far off. No, we weren't exactly like that. Uh, <laughs> believe me, that that night though in Vegas, that was I wish that was something that you could have seen Gio's reaction to that girl coming over to him trying to. With the <laughs> oh, my God, dude. It was so funny just seeing Did him. Did get a
1: little into the woods on
2: that one? <laughs> he was, yeah, I know. Uh, but he was, I mean, he was fast asleep uh, on the couch, and then, oh, man, it was such a great, it was great. Anyway.
3: All right, quickly, on the Jets, um, you know, like like I said, you know my thoughts on the Rodgers, but that's a pay to complete. They already, they they picked their poison. It's going to get done. And I do think they may work something. There is no market for Beckham right now. It's doesn't seem so he's not going to get 20 million you know so he came out, might work saying, out with him which would make them more like i've said to you i think rogers makes them relevant they're in a discussion but i honestly think you look at that receiver core and you got Beckham as a three but he's easily a, a three even at this point if he's three quarters of the player he
2: was yeah but his his play is not the problem Right, even if he's three quarters to your point, he's still going to be an explosive. Or I mean, we got to see with the knee coming back from the injury here, but I would yeah. assume he's still going to be an explosive player, especially if the Jets work him out and decide to sign him. I worry about the other stuff with him. I don't want him to hurt the development of Garrett the Wilson, who's a stud. Yeah, the off the field, the me look at me stuff, the negative attention that he brings upon. With a himself. Young team
3: young yeah. team, that could be detrimental,
2: you know? Right, that probably looks up to a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. because they see his stardom and, and maybe they want some of that. I, I just, I would not go anywhere near Odell Beckham Jr. if I'm either the Jets or the Giants.
3: I'll make it quick. Then on the Giants, I, I agree with you 100%. And I've said it. I may have said it to you last week as I'm watching what they've done. They've had a ton of activity. Nothing. I mean, even though Cherokee wasn't splashy, nobody. I mean, I looked at his stats and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, he led the league in tackles the last year. But aside from Waller, they haven't done anything of people you know, but like real solid signings, Some depth, some solid starters. Um, That's. And, the, but those are the I'm, moves I'm just that concerned win. About the line. I was reading something. They, they actually had the. 32nd. So they were last in the league in pass block win rate. and You could have all these tools. And I, I said it to you about the Jets. What does that the mean? Box. Pass I mean, I love block? All the stuff, but the Jets line is kind of a question mark. You what, know? what are you talking so, about?
2: Pass block win rate. What does that mean?
3: Oh, you know, like uh, how many, what percentage of times do they not block the guy in front of them in a passing situation? The Giants had the
2: worst. Interesting. Okay, I um, mean, yeah, we know that the offensive line needs to be better. I mean, I'm not sure about those uh, type stats right there. Yeah, I'm but... a little too
3: The the
2: numbers. Yeah, and and also, you know, Daniel Jones, not like they were throwing the football a lot with him last year. Obviously, they were running the football, whether it was, you know, with Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones himself. I would expect that the passing game is going to be opened up a little bit more this Mm -hmm. year, not only with the weapons, but with the development of Daniel Jones for another year in Brian Dable's offense. Um, But yeah, I mean, they need better line play. Giants need a better defense. Giants had a, a lot of holes last year. That's why it was so surprising they went as far as they did. Yeah, all right. Thanks, man. No, no, thank you, Chris. Appreciate you taking the time to call. They're going to be a better team. Now, a lot of it is going to depend on the health of Daniel Jones and the performance of Daniel Jones. It's going to be a huge, this is a huge year for him. Not quite the make or break that last year was or was supposed to be two years ago, but a huge year for Daniel Jones nonetheless for different reasons. And the Giants have made, you're right, they haven't made splashy moves outside of Waller. That's a sexy, splashy move. Big-time weapon. Love that move. But the other moves have not been big splashes, but not every move is going to be a big splash. And those moves are sound, solid. That's what helps you win. Josh is calling from Rockland County. What's up, Josh?
4: What's going on, So I love the show. Thank you. I um, just want to talk about the Yankees. What do you think the Yankee lineup is going to look like opening day?
2: Um, well, I mean, it's hard to tell with with health, with, you know, who's going to be the shortstop. I mean, you're talking about, like, who's hitting leadoff. I would anticipate LeMayhu's is going to be in there batting leadoff. I would anticipate Judge is going to be in center. So that would mean let's go LeMayu DH leading off, Judge in center batting second, Rizzo third, right at first, John Carlo fourth and right. Where are we at now with the rest? Um I mean, are we putting Donaldson up there, Glaber. Yeah, let's go. No, I guess I would go Glaber next. Okay, Glaber, then you're gonna go Donaldson. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have the shortstop ninth. Who's in left field is going to be the question. Um, I would Carrera. take a Cabrera. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to go Peraza at short? Uh, Peraza or
4: Volpe, either one. I want, I want Volpe at third, Peraza yeah, at so, short. I mean, this
2: that's not really a deep lineup,
4: right? Right. I'm saying, you know, they need another bat in there.
2: Yeah. I mean. I think they, it, it
4: depends. It depends how the kids hit. You know, if Peraza and Volpe are good,
2: you know, so. Right. Well, and Cabrera, too. I mean, you're, you're talking about Cabrera as being a, with Bader out, I would assume Cabrera's going to get a good run. I, I doubt Hicks is going to be in there opening day, and even if he is, that's a shaky bat, too. But think about it. We're talking about Glaber. We're talking about Donaldson, shortstop. There are a lot of question marks offensively for the Yankees. Left field, shortstop, Glaber, Donaldson. And I'm giving you catching. I'm giving you Trevino. Yeah, and um, first of all, when's when's Bader and Rodon coming back? Uh, I don't have a time frame on that, but I know it's obviously going to be a little bit of a a, a while. With Bader, the oblique, would they say six weeks at the time, something like that? Um, And with Rodon, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. They didn't seem to think it was going to be, you know, a a significant and major injury, but he's out. I mean, he's going to be out a while here, so we'll have to wait and see.
4: Okay. Like how how deep the lineup's going to be because you know if Cabrera and uh, Peraza and these kids hit, you know, I'm saying changes the whole lineup. If you have Peraza hitting 300, you know, changes the whole deal.
2: Yeah, well, you're right, but right now I'd be a little worried about that. And thank you for the call, Josh. The concern is that Peraza has not hit this spring. Volpe is the guy who's had the better spring and the Yankees might need offense right out of the gate because they're a little banged up. Rodone the you know you, you don't know definitively. But it doesn't sound like he's going to be ready to go before May, I wouldn't think. Maybe the end of April. I mean, either way, the Yankees had the best rotation coming into the year on paper, or at least one of. And now it's just been ravaged. On top of that, Severino's had an awful spring. So you'd be concerned about that. I mean, at least you got Garrett Cole. You know every fifth day is going to be, um, you know, a mainstay there. in that rotation, anchoring that rotation. Just trying to see if there's a timeline on Harrison Bader here. Uh, we know he's dealing with the oblique and, you know, we know obviously it's going to be no opening day, but I guess they didn't set a, a specific time on that. Either way, you just know they're going to start the season. Look, maybe it's not going to be a significant injury, but let's say it's three weeks, four weeks. I mean, you know, you're, you're missing some time here. That's their starting center fielder. Mark is calling from the Rockaways. What's up, Mark?
5: Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you, Mark? Good. Um, I was just, I'm was a big Knicks fan. I had two points on the Knicks. I was just curious. Did you hear what Brian Wynor said, that the Knicks um, will have the ability to acquire um, two All-Stars and keep Randall, Brunson, and Barrett? I mean, I don't want Barrett.
2: Based on what? See, uh, how, how are they going to have that?
5: And that? He said that they will be able to, in the off-season, by the next offseason or later, they'll be able to retain – brunson barrett and randall and still get two all-stars this is what he says
2: right under the cap they're gonna be able to make that work
5: that's what he said but but my thing that what bothers me most is i don't want barrett who wants barrett there I rather quickly, quickly is someone who's lost. just and they have to make life. a decision
2: on quickly, right? The, 50, the yeah. yeah, they have to make a decision on him uh, this summer, I believe. And
5: that guy, that guy brings life to everybody. I mean, you see that guy, every guy, every team wants that such a player. The guy has such life in the game. I mean, he's like, I don't, I don't know why you would want Barrett who stops the offense. Well, who are the, the two? People.
2: Who are the two stars that they're going to get? And what they give? What would they give up to get him?
5: Yeah, you didn't say any. That, that, I was curious also. I wanted to know what you thought. I, you know, I would love to get a, I don't
2: know. Uh, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I have not heard that. So, But I am not an NBA beat reporter or a, a writer for the NBA. Mm-hmm. I have not heard that at all. Now, I would have a hard time believing that somehow the Knicks would have room to fit two stars in with what they're paying yeah. both Randall and Barrett. And you throw in Brunson, obviously. If they could add one star to that, it'd be great. But I'm right, with right. Like I like the idea of keeping Emmanuel quickly. I don't know what their future is with R.J. Barrett. I know he's been better as of late, but his game's got limitations to it. He can't shoot the three.
5: No, he also slows down the offensive dribbles and just like you know takes him three minutes to get to the lane. Sometimes he gets it, sometimes he doesn't. That was one point. The other point was that um, you know the the whole talk about um, you know. Um, when it's with in mind, the coach, uh, what's, uh Tom Tibb, Tim Thibodeau, mm-hmm. his this this If you ever see the Knicks at the end of the game, you see Julius Randle; he's winded, and I I'm scared as a big Knicks fan. When they get to the playoff, these guys are going to be winded, like they say always about him. He works them so tough during the season that I feel like that when it comes playoff time, I don't know, I, I don't know if they're well. Gonna we're,
2: we're gonna see. I mean, the Knicks died in the last postseason that they were in. In that first round against Atlanta after having a very good regular season, that can't happen again here. I mean, they got to at least be the same team, Mark, and thank you for the call that we saw in the regular season. And if they play that way with great energy, you know, Randall being the same player that he was in the regular season, in the postseason, same with Brunson and everybody else, then they'll have a chance to beat the Cavs and actually win a playoff series. Need to see it. Sal is calling from the Poconos. What's up, Sal? Hey, this worthless baseball classic. Ah, everyone, yes. I've heard everyone
6: of it. wants to defend it and say, oh, it means so much to so many. But why is no one pressed on why? Like, they miss Mother's Day. They miss Father's Day. They miss their children's birthdays playing growing up. That's not important But to make money. But all of a sudden it's important to play for the country that they left because apparently they went for greener pastures. Like, I left New York to come here. Because I like New York anymore. I did not like the way it was. So I'm not going to sit there and defend it and say how much I love it and want to play for it. I'm going to play for the place where I'm making money. And the fans, we're the ones who are getting hurt by this. We're the ones who pay the money to these people. And that's, you know, that should be paramount.
2: Okay, well, there's a couple of different things here, Sal. Obviously, you know how I feel about this thing. And I agree with some of what you're saying. Let's focus on Mike Trout, for example. He, he plays for the U.S. He talked about it as this is like the greatest thing in, in baseball that he's experienced. It's the most fun that he's had and all that. I have a problem with that because he's being paid to play Major League Baseball for the Angels and yet is treating it less than the exhibition tournament that is the WBC, which... That was created out of thin air.
6: Right. No tradition, just out of nowhere.
2: Right. And the other point, see, this is where I agree with you as well, where, you know, it's it's one thing to say, well, you're a baseball fan, how can you not love it? I'm not saying I don't like baseball or wouldn't watch it for entertainment purposes, but where is the investment? Why should I care about a made-up tournament that has no... Like, like, where, where's my investment? What's the rooting angle for me? I grew up rooting for the Mets. I care about what the Yankees and the Mets do in New York. Why do I care about the results of the World Baseball Classic?
6: Yeah, and, like, the Olympics and stuff, that's just so – it's tradition. That's why we care. It's just been there our whole lives. You know, something that's just created out of nowhere. Well, also, we have that kind of
2: also, what is the greatest achievement, Sal, for – an Olympian, for an an individual athlete, what's the pinnacle? What's the The achievement? The gold medal. Okay. For a baseball player, what's the pinnacle? What's the greatest achievement you can get? The World Series. Correct. Correct.
6: They leave Japan to come here to win a World Series and to make millions of dollars.
2: Thank you. Thank you. That is the point. It's not about the World Baseball Classic, which may mean a lot to some, and it's a nice exhibition. Good. But it is not on the level... Nor should it even be in in the same breath as Major League Baseball or the World Series. That's all that I and, ask. It's, and the tournament doesn't
6: need people from America. They can have these tournaments like like the World Cup. We don't have to be involved. They they I think the countries would still care about it. it. Seems like they like it a lot.
2: Well, I mean, are you saying you don't want Major League players participating in it, or yes. just no? Okay, yes. Well, that's well, so. Here's the, th- the other thing, Sal. And I appreciate your passion, and I do appreciate your call. If it's about representing the countries, then why do we need Major League Baseball players participating in it if it's just about the countries? See, I think fans are also getting caught up in this thing and they're being suckered into it. Major League Baseball is luring you into this thing. It's a money grab. That's all that it is. It's trying to grow the game globally. What does that do for Major League Baseball fans here in the States? Absolutely nothing. I don't... Here, Here's the truth of the situation. I've never cared one way or another about the WBC. Never gave it any thought or concern or care or attention or anything. Didn't like it. Not, not the tournament itself. I didn't like the idea of having major league players before they're about to partake in a season that counts for the teams here in Major League Baseball. I didn't like having those players go participate in another baseball tournament where clearly things could go wrong. And in the Mets' case with Edwin Diaz, it did. But I didn't like that before. But I didn't care about the tournament. Now, I'm starting to hate the tournament because... Of the way that players and media members are talking about it, making it like it's the greatest thing that baseball's ever seen, which I find offensive to Major League Baseball, which is the pinnacle of the sport. It shouldn't be that hard to comprehend. It's not a WBC thing, or at least it wasn't. But when you hear these players who are getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars to play Major League Baseball talk about how great the WBC is and watch how hard they play in the WBC in comparison to how hard they're going to play a week from now in Game 2 or 3 of 162, I take offense to that. And I think it's a problem for Major League Baseball. And Rob Manfred, unfortunately,
3: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on
2: great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Find a pot of gold to strike it rich this March. Instead, win money on your tournament wagers with Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best team of odds makers in the business, so they're the safe bet when it comes to sports gambling. You have a direct line to their experienced staff behind the counter in Las Vegas. They also have one of the most extensive betting menus around, so no matter what you want to wager on come tournament time, Superbook is sure to have it. Download the Superbook app and start winning today visit superbook.com for terms and conditions gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 877-337-6666 is the number to call me if you want to just talk some sports with me as we're going on 5 a.m on this thursday morning one week from opening day can you believe it real baseball baseball that matters baseball that counts it's coming our way nothing better to me Than opening day, you know, look, I love the football season and the fall and postseason baseball. It's a great time of year, but nothing to me is better than opening day. Not to mention that you got the basketball playoffs about to get underway and then hockey postseason, which is always exciting, but opening day means that we now have our teams basically every night there for us through the summer. It means the summer is on its way. Memorial Day, 4th of July, all that that brings, all the good weather, all the fun, beach, pool, barbecues, parties, and baseball, the soundtrack, the background noise, whatever, for all of it. And it's there every night. Unlike the NFL, where you get one a week, unlike the NBA or the NHL, where there's, you know, sporadic schedule, days off here, days off there, baseball, for the most part, for six months plus, in both New York teams' cases, hopefully, for six months plus, it is there for you every single night. Talked about the Yankees and their issues at shortstop, or at least the undecided starting shortstop so far this spring. Jim is in Haverstraw. What's up, Jim?
1: Sal, what's going on, my guy? How you doing?
2: Good, Jim. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm well. Thanks for asking. Uh, first, that that scene that you laid out uh, with you and Geo at the uh, at the club or whatever is. <laughs> It brings me. It brings me back. Um, I. I won't. I won't get too deep into it. But when you said uh, early in the morning and you're waiting for somebody and he's on the couch, it's like that's it. It's like when the lights come on and you look at your buddies on the couch and you're waiting for somebody upstairs. It's like I, I've been in that situation.
2: Yeah, like times. let's let's go, bro. Well, Let's go. Exactly. I mean, you can't leave them there. But geez, do you want to?
1: Exactly. You got your two buddies. You know, their heads are on like each other's
2: shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> right. the party was over we were ready to go home all of us but one and we couldn't leave him behind so no
1: you, you never not in those situations i mean listen yours was a little bit different because you had a, a guy with uh you know his appendage all swollen and uh cranky but um anyway so listen i i called about the volpe and, and peraza but you no know, really quick the WBC. I, I don't think a lot of people realize um, and it's, I guess, just typical of us Americans, um, even though we did start this, right? Sealy started this, you know, it was like baseball, it was taken out of Olympics or whatever the, you know, the, w- w- drove it, but, I mean, I don't know if they realized, like, the, the, the two best Japanese teams this year when they played, they had more viewers than all of the World Series combined. All of them. That was their best game. The worst game That they had they had more viewers five times more of the viewers than last year's world series so it's like they don't really need us but we did create it right and i think like when trout saying what he said it's like you know when you since you know birth has been the best and you know you've grown up and and, and you know, have always won and all that stuff. And now you're in the majors. You have all these seasons. You're not winning the World Series. If you take all that kind of away, now you have all these fans, the the people that you played with. I, I think it brings a whole different um, kind of. I don't want to say a fake, uh, you know, feeling for them. But I think in the moment, uh, you know, it, it's just because it's different or, or right. whatever. But um,
2: right. I but if you if you ask them. You know, the truth about would you rather win a World Series or win the WBC, I hope the answer, and I don't care where you're from, if you play in the major leagues, there's only one answer. And if it's not World Series, then get the hell out of Major League Baseball. That, that's how strongly I feel about that. I don't care if you're from here, if you're from somewhere else. If you are asked the question, what means more to you, winning the WBC or winning the World Series, and you are a Major League Baseball player, and really if you're a baseball player anywhere, if your answer is not World Series, then you, then get the hell out of baseball.
1: Listen, Sal, I'm with you 100%. And Mike Trout, 100 out of 100 times, says the World Series. I mean, like you said, if, if, if Mike Trout, if me and Mike Trout were out and there was nobody around, he said the WBC, I'd smack him across his face and walk out the river. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: that's just... Kind of- and even hearing, you know, obviously, Trout didn't say the WBC. He didn't. He wasn't asked the question, I don't yeah. believe. But other yeah. players said the WBC. Players had talked about this thing like it's the greatest thing ever and their greatest moment. I'm just like, I, I. that's fine that some of them want to feel that way. To me, it's very disrespectful to not only current day Major League Baseball, but the history of of the sport as well. It's a big problem.
1: Sure. Uh, listen, I mean, you know, there's only 1% of the 1%. I mean, the people that they're you're asking are the people who've actually, you know, tasted American, you know, professionals. But, you know, a lot of those um, players out there, I mean, that, that's not even, you know, in their, you know, it couldn't be in their, their minds, right? Um, but, hey, listen, the, the Volpe Project thing, Sal, I mean, I, I don't know. We, we talk about this stuff. I don't know if we give The Yankees enough credit. I don't think uh, people think about, um, you know, the the environment and and what's going on. So this this is my belief, right? I I think this is what's going on, right? Everybody knows Volpe's a stud. Everybody knows he's ready. He's set to go. We look at it like, what are they doing? What's going on, right? I don't think Peraza is ready, so he needs to come up and get seasoned, right? So, you know, we have flavor. Peraza is the second baseman. I think, you know, their plan is to get rid of Glaber at some point. Peraz is going to go up to second. is going to pop up in the shortstop position. I don't know if they want to put, they. I think they believe Volpe is also prepared and ready for everything else besides baseball where Peraz isn't. So let him get a taste of it. Let him get seasons with it because when Volpe pops up, he's not going to have to deal with any of that. We're just going to, pointed off as, hey, this is what he needs to uh, go through. This is what he needs to to do. But they're gonna they're gonna pop him up, Sal, and he's gonna be ready to go. Peraza's gonna go over to second. Glaper is gonna be gone. See, I think this- the
2: opposite. I think you're close. I think Peraza though is gonna be the better shortstop because he's better defensively. So he I is. I think you're right about Torres and him being a guy that potentially they can move eventually whenever that may be and then they get to slide Volpe in at second base and have Peraza at short now because of the spring that Peraza has had offensively maybe they decide to go Volpe at shortstop for the time being but I think long term I I it Peraza is yeah. going to be their shortstop
1: but but and I agree with you there but if 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 it's Peraza is the shortstop then it's Donaldson is gone and Volpe pops up at third so if if it's it's in their minds it's they're set on Peraza at short. Then it's going to be Volpe's going to pop up to third. If, in their minds Volpe was going to be the short, then is going to go to second. I mean, they're going to get rid of Donaldson at some point, right, Gleyber at some point. So, you know, it's whoever their their eye is on, you know, a year from now, two years, whatever the future forecast is, right, if it's getting that, that second baseman or the third baseman, they have the ability to go praza And I agree with you. Praza is the, the little time that I've seen him, That guy's glove is
2: amazing. Agreed. And that's that's why I think ultimately, Jim, and thank you for the call, ultimately I think he's going to be the guy there. But he's had such a bad spring offensively that Volpe, and Volpe's been good, he's going to work his way into that conversation. And has. The question really isn't about those two because at some point those two guys will be up the middle. The question to me becomes – what happens? You know they're going to ride with Donaldson in the beginning. What happens? Let, let's, say, let's say the Yankees start with Volpe down in the minors. This, this is what seems to be the way that they were going to go. Peraza at short, Donaldson at third, Glaber at second, and Lemayu is a guy who could play either second or third. Now, if they want to get Volpe up here eventually – Who's the odd man out? LeMay not going anywhere. It's got to be either, let's say, Donaldson struggling, and then maybe they bring Volpe up and he plays third. Let's say Glaber is struggling, or they move Glaber, and then Volpe comes up and plays second. That's really what's going to happen here because you can't have them all play. They got to find room for him. It's good to have that right now. We have that depth. Eventually, they're going to have to make a decision. Jimmy's calling from Manahawken. What's up, Jimmy?
4: Hey, Sal, what's up, man? Boy, you're becoming big time. When they start, when the, the big boys start whining and dying, you man, that's what they do to the big guys in the media, man. That's what they do. They know you got the airwaves and the overnights here, you're on TV. They know about you. That's why they want to get on your good side. Don't well, maybe. You. I mean, who knows? And <laughs> nah, that's the truth. They always did it. I don't want to get into different cases but and also the before i get to the sports you're talking about the frat house in story. you guys are funny i think a moose the moose spent a few months in that area too maybe in that same apartment at one time or another um it should, it should be called the frat house at the fan that would be the name of the book the documentary and whatever you guys put on the internet funny stuff anyway well, um the thing now people calling up i know you had some pranks tonight. You know, that's talk radio, sports radio for you. Well, you're familiar with um, that. But a little bit, but not that was mm. familiar uh, th- because you don't get to hear all of them. I, I'll tell you, the one of the funniest, craziest nights ever, I was on hold. I know you're going to drop me off the air here now. The night that uh, Carton, during the day, Carton got fired, but I was on hold during the evening show. You should have heard the guys getting dumped. I can't even repeat what the call is. Yeah, were there's no but need it, to. Yeah, I won't do it. But the thing with the uh, the Jets and everybody's getting a little antsy pantsy. Yeah, um, listen, they got to straighten it out. You know, also Rogers' the contract has got to be put down perfectly too, and the, the compensation. So it's going to take some time. Uh, the, the further we get away from this. Uh, the, then the, 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 the clock starts ticking against Green Bay because they got to get rid of him because he's going to sit there and come into training camp. If they don't do anything, they say, listen, give me my money, and then he'll then throw the whole thing off for the package. So they they got to make a deal, but we're not worried about that because I really believe Rodgers is going to be the jet quarterback. Uh, the Yankees, Sal, man, let's, let's face it. I wanted Trey Turner to be on the Yankees. I knew that because of a Judge's contract coming up at this time, and I felt, I was near the end, I mean, let's face it, uh, when, um, what's his name, Correa was uh, signed, where was uh, Stevie? He was in Hawaii. Where was Hal? He was in uh, he was in Rome where, when he signed. And so, you know, these guys, it's like on the back burner too. Just call me on the radio. I'm on the phone, and you make sure the place has Wi-Fi, and we'll get the deal done. But the thing is, I wanted to turn it, but I knew it'd be a hard shot of signing this guy because they're gonna may, prioritize. Aaron Judge's contract, and Trey Turner is going to go to Philly. I think probably he wanted to go there with Bryce Harper. He wants to be with Harper. It'll be a damn yeah, good Yeah, I mean, and look,
2: Turner's a wow. great player, Jimmy, and thank you for the call. Turner's a great player. He would have looked great in both a Yankee or Met uniform. Unfortunately, neither team, for whatever reason, didn't go hard after him. Maybe it was Turner just wanted to go play with Bryce Harper and didn't want to give anybody else a, a realistic chance. Either way, he's going to be a problem. In the NL East, he's going to be a problem. He's a beast. He's a tremendous player. And it's frustrating that both the Mets or Yankees could have had him. Potentially. Again, we don't know if he just was not even going to be open to that, but Philadelphia is the one that got him. By the way, before we take another call here, uh, Carlos Rodon is set to throw his first bullpen injury. Uh, excuse me, his first bullpen session since the injury. Uh, that is, I believe, tomorrow. I just saw that. this according to the New York Post. That just came over the Twitter feed uh, for an article that's probably be in today's post, I would guess. But either way, Rodon set to throw his first bullpen since his injury uh, back on March 9th. So over the next day or two, they're saying. That's according to Matt Blake on Wednesday. And again, I'm reading this right from the post. So at least some good news there for the Yankee fans as you get Rodon potentially you know, working his way back here. Who knows, again, when that's going to be. I would doubt it's before May 1st. But if you miss a month, not the end of the world. Eddie's calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Eddie? Hello, Mr. Licata. Hi, Eddie. How are you tonight? Good. How are you?
7: I'm doing excellent. Second time call. I called a long time ago with the schmooze, and then tonight you mm-hmm. fired me up and I had a call.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: And I'm gonna, I got a bone to pick with you, even though I love you. Good. With the WBC, let me tell you something. You're poo-pooing it and you're knocking it down. But let me tell you something. They're wearing USA and the flag on their chest. They're playing for their country, and I'm a patriot. And you say that they might disrespect the old ball time, old time ball players. I don't know if you're, you're old enough to remember the old All Star Games. What they meant just because it was 4 free agency, National League against the American League. For Christ's sake, Pete Rose ruined very his career
3: because mm-hmm. it
7: was National League against the American League. Imagine if Pete Rose was playing with the USA on his shirt and the American flag, and all I, I don't understand what,
2: why are you comparing the two. I, I'm, I'm confused. Because there's
7: pride for the country. It's not food to poo-poo it. The U.S. should be winning
2: seven out of ten of those. It doesn't, it doesn't mean pride. anything to me. What, what is it? it? So Japan... So you're, you're not a patriot. No, that it's has nothing to do people with people it. I, no, I'm a sports it, fan. It, I, it has nothing to do with it. So, I, so Japan won. Does that mean Japan's a better country? They, they, they shouldn't have beat us. He well, hold on a second. That. They did, should have, could have, would have. Japan won. They beat the U.S. Does that mean they are a a better country or b better at baseball than America is?
7: No, but they are okay. So then they, you they just confirmed three. it means
2: nothing, right?
7: Where was the American Aces? That's why it didn't mean nothing. Okay, right. okay so so, it does, so you confirm?
2: So we agree. We're in agreement, Eddie. It means nothing because they're not
7: patriots. If you if this, it's about not about patriotism.
2: Baseball. It's not about that. It's about baseball. Sure,
7: it is. Why do you think these people are getting fired up in these fans? Puerto Rico, Dominicans, Great Britain won a game for crying out loud. So
2: what? All these countries. Right. Versus- so, so when I to- – but I'm telling you from my perspective, what means the most to me for baseball is Major League Baseball. Whether that's the Pirates, the Angels, the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, the A's, whatever, it's Major League Baseball. So I don't Beautiful. look at – Okay, right. So I don't look at a made-up tournament that is – Country-driven or based on countries, I don't look at that as something that means a whole heck of a lot. I mean, some people sure uh, get beyond uh, it. But so doesn't, be,
7: so doesn't mean nothing to you that you're wearing your flag and representing your country and you can't win.
2: No, it doesn't. Like if you uh, okay, had, not, if that, you that, well, that, well, let me ask you: that, Are you a, you a baseball fan, Eddie? Absolutely. Okay, so if you had one game to play, what what fan are you? Did you grow up rooting for a team? Um, I' I'm in, from Brooklyn I've been a Yankee fan okay I so if I, if I if so born. if I could say to you Eddie if I could say to you Eddie I'm gonna give you your, your one wish here you can play in one baseball game either to represent your country or for the New York Yankees what would you choose for me yeah
7: obviously I'd want to be a New York Yankee uh, you and thank know, you
2: what? and thank you the defense us. The defense rests. The defense rests! That's the point! If you were to ask me, Sal, you could play one major league or one big league game your whole life. I don't even know if I could call the WBC Major League. But if you could play one baseball game, would it be, A, to represent your country, the U.S.? I guess U.S., maybe they might make me play for Team Italy. Who knows? Who knows what day it is, what they need on the roster. Maybe I'm Team Italy. Maybe I'm U.S. I have no idea. Or play for the Mets, the team that I grew up rooting for as a child. What do you think my answer would be? It's okay. They know. And I would venture to say that that's the majority of people, at least around here. And that's exactly my point. So stop making it like, that the WBC means more than Major League Baseball. It doesn't. Major League Baseball is the pinnacle. And that's really all it is. It doesn't, you know, people are hearing it and they're taking it the wrong way as it is a knock on the World Baseball Classic. It's not. It just doesn't mean as much as Major League Baseball, which then brings us back to the initial point. If it doesn't mean as much as Major League Baseball, why the hell are we risking ruining seasons by having major league players participate in it two weeks ahead of opening day, i.e. Edwin Diaz. You get it?
6: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.